Well, good morning, everyone, and good evening, and whatever time of day it is. Welcome to the drive. Hope you're doing well. I'm pulling out my uh, street right now. That's why the car is revving up. There's a car behind me. But uh, yeah, I hope you're doing well, and, and I hope someone is encouraged by by this today. We're talking about religion. We've been talking about religion. I, I did an overview of what religion is as opposed to relationship, and I also did a one result of religion is being burdened, okay? And so I'm doing it results of religion in the strict sense of the word. And by religion, I mean trying to work your way up to God rather than God reaching down, pulling us up out of the miry clay and setting us upon the rock, which is relationship, which is grace. So we're talking about the results of religion. We talked about being burdened, number one. And number two, I want to talk about legalism. I want to talk about legalism because I think it's prevalent in the church today and we have to be careful to not turn our convictions into law. Do you know what I'm saying? Not turn our convictions into law. There are many obviously truths in God's word that are black and white. They're so simple there. No question. There's no gray area. It's like, yes, that's acceptable. That's good. God doesn't like that or even he hates that there are certain things God actually hates in relation to sin and character but the thing is a lot of the times we're convicted about something like oh you know I'm I'm I can't watch those or I can't listen to that or I can't go there you know I'm convicted about it or I can't there's no way I can do that you know that's a conviction that's I can't do that in faith like Romans says so I'm not going to do it so those are our convictions right <clears throat> and uh, so often the mistake that we make is that we take our convictions, personal convictions, things that we have freedom and liberty in, uh, and maybe we exercise, and we don't exercise them. We refrain from them, and we take those and we say, "You can't do that either. None of you guys can do this. What are you doing? Oh, if you're doing that, then you're in sin." But we got to have discernment because we can't turn convictions into legalistic. Um, emphatic laws because one of the things about legalism is it takes God's word and it adds to it you know like like the Jews had over 600 extra laws in order to follow and people would burden that people would be burdened by it they would be restrict so restricted that <laughs> there wouldn't even be any joy that resulted and so legalism is, is adding requirements on top of God's word. And that is not a good thing to do. I mean, the reality is people already think, oh, you're a Christian, so you follow a bunch of laws and you can't do anything. They already think that. So do we really want to further that uh, misconception in people's minds? No, of course not. Man, as you go through the Word, as you read the words of Jesus, as you look at the whole Bible in its entirety, there's there's freedom in following the Lord. There's joy in following the Lord. It's not this restrictive, stringent faith system that brings you down and burdens you. There's freedom in Christ. And so legalism is when you know, the legalists are those who, the Pharisees, the Sadducees, those who come up and, 
and say, oh, you can't do this, this, and this. I'm gonna, I'm gonna explain, you know, what God's law says about this. And I'm gonna add another 10 restrictions just to make sure you're on the right track. Right, and that, that's legalism. That's legalism, taking a, taking a gray area and making it black or white. It's part of what legalism does, and it's, it's, it's restrictive. And I'm not saying, as a believer, just anything goes. You do whatever you want, and just have fun, eat, drink, and be merry. No. But what I am saying is that, now that we're saved, there's freedom in Christ. We have grace. Thank you, Lord. We're forgiven. It's a blessing. It's hugely amazing that we get to have a relationship and walk with the Lord. But it's when we start taking our personal convictions and adding them to others and saying, I don't do that, so you shouldn't do that either. It's in his word, you know, and, and, and you kind of have to like twist it and add to it in order to try to prove that point. But what you're doing is just trying to restrict everyone else what you're restricted from, what you feel like you can't do. And that's, that's not right. That's not right. We're, we're not called to be modern day Pharisees, right? You know, there are those that... Uh, that just see life as their cup is overflowing. Like this is amazing. God's blessings are radical. I'm so uh, I'm so blessed. God's leading me. This is great. Um, and then there are those who are exactly the opposite. The sin sniffers, the ones who try to find out what's wrong with everyone and point it out, with no love attached to it. By the way, it's like this. It's almost like association today. It's like. Who you associate with, people think, oh, that's who you agree with 100%. Uh-uh. Nope. Now, I think a lot of modern-day Christians, if they were to see Jesus going to a house full of, you know, active sinners, they'd be like, what is he doing? I'm going to write a post about it, about how I think he shouldn't be doing that. Because he's associated with his people. That means he's agreeing with them. No, actually, he associated with them, hung out with them, went to Matthew's party, tax collector, so he could be a light and a witness for them. But, of course, the sideline saints, you know, the religious people looked on and criticized. And criticized. Rather than attempting to reach out. So sad. So sad. So... A lot of the people who are not active for the Lord are the very ones who are pointing fingers and saying, oh, they hung out with that person, so therefore they must agree with them 100%, so therefore they've just, they've messed up. Really? You ever think they're trying to just hang out with them, to reach out to them, to have them see the truth and see the light and walk in the way of the Lord? what Jesus did. He's our example. So, but legalism is pointing things out and saying they need to do this, they need to do that. And as we look in the Word, as we're uh, called to be Bereans, and we go, wait, that's not really, it doesn't say you can't do that or can do that. That's sort of an area, that's a liberty. But you know what? I'm going to make it a law. I'm going to make that liberty a law, and I'm going to say, don't do that, don't do that, don't do that. You can't do that, I guess, but don't do that. That is legalism. That is a pharisaical mindset. It's not good. And so religion truly does, I mean, 
It, it heaps burdens on people. It makes people think that they have to do more in order to possibly be accepted by God. Religion puts restrictions on people that God doesn't put on people because legalism adds to God's word in an unhealthy way. And it's not good. And so a couple of results of religion, guys. Again, religion is working, trying to attempt to work your way up to heaven to please God. Relationship has got reaching down, saying, you can't do it on your own. I'm going to lift you out of that pit, put you on the rock, and you're going to walk with me. Grace. Amazing. So, um, again, religion, in the strict sense of the, of the word, truly uh, turns people off to the Lord. It's sad. But we don't want to be those known to be legalists, the ones that... Jesus actually rebuked back in the first century when he was doing his ministry walking the earth. The, the ones he rebuked the most, besides the disciples, were the religious people because they heaped burdens on people. They put laws on them. They were there just the overcritical analyzers who were looking for everything wrong with everyone as if they're the Holy Spirit, as if they're God. Uh-uh. Let God be God. Let him do the convicting. And don't make your personal convictions, don't push them on other people. That's not our job to do. So if you know someone who says they're a believer and they're super and ultra critical, they're in the wrong. And we have the opportunity to lovingly help them and correct them and help them to see, listen, you need to stop looking out. But you need to look in. Uh, Even in the context of marriage, just heard an awesome word uh, in the context of marriage where the pastor was basically like, you know what, a lot of times we'll say something, you know, insensitive to our wives and um, later on, like an hour later, we'll be like, what's wrong? What, what, what's wrong with, with you? Like, why are you, why are you acting different? You know, what? and it's like, oftentimes what's wrong with our wives is us, the husbands. It's like, look in the mirror. We, we really need to look inward in order to figure out if there's any evil way in us, if there's anything that we're doing to add to God's law, to push our convictions onto others. Because that's not what we're called to do, right? God's job is to convict. And our job is just to stick to the Word, the literal Word of God. It's amazing. So, guys, I hope you're blessed today, and we'll talk to you next time.